0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, we invite your apprehensive listening.
1: We don't want to look back and say, well, what was I doing when that happened? Or was I just running my mouth or just sitting on the side, hoping somebody else would do something? I'm always looking at, like you said, like a proactive stance. Oh, yes do for people of color when it comes to economic equality and getting ahead with education, housing, like all of these things where we see systemic racism continue to dominate us in a way where we can't get ahead.
0: Hello and welcome to the Afro Existential Interview Series entitled Creating Art in Crisis. I'm Blaine Teamer.
2: And I'm Indira Wilson.
0: Thank you for joining us as we explore and share with you how these unprecedented times are affecting creativity and how artists and art organizations are processing it all and finding solutions to take their creative efforts to the next level.
2: We are so excited to welcome actress, comedian, producer, and entrepreneur Nika King to the show. You may recognize her as Rue's mama on the hit HBO drama Euphoria, but I know Nika from her stand-up career and she is absolutely Hilarious. We'll be talking to her about how she's getting through this pandemic as an artist and her new venture to help creatives make it in Hollywood. It is an episode you don't want to miss. Give me,
1: give me. Who are you? What are you doing here? Who are you? What are you doing here? Hello, I'm Kennedy Moore, and I'm so proud to be here with my big sister, Olivia, the founder of the social justice group, Winston for Peace. Bring the girl here. Thank you, Kennedy.
2: Winston for Peace's mission is to engage Winston-Salem, North Carolina's youth in social justice and community issues.
0: Oh, yes. And must have justice.
2: And promote student-led initiatives that make real change.
0: Hello, I'm their mother, Kimberly. You're, You're listening, listening to, to the, the Afro-Existential Afro Podcast the on the
2: Broadway, Broadway podcast, Network. podcast Network. My dear little girl, you don't know how happy we are to have you with us
1: good king how are you doing i'm well how you doing miss Indira and blaine
0: hello we're doing very well we're doing very well
1: let me first just say congratulations on the podcast it's Thank very afro extension see i can't even say the word it's so fancy <laughs> Extential- how, how do you say it how do you afro extensionistic In- Okay, I heard That's it. not
0: how you say it. That's That's how it.
1: it.
2: She was trying to say it's very
1: Afro existentialistic.
0: Oh, okay. We can add that word too.
1: Yes, add it to the dictionary. <laughs> I'm sure you just put it on Urban Dictionary. It's out there now.
2: That's what we should do. Put it on Urban Dictionary. Then we really be somebody. Exactly. We get a Wikipedia page. Oh my gosh! Then
0: we will actually Afro exist if we are in in
2: that. <laughs> Yes, Afro exists. I love that. I'm right. to hashtag that. Okay. <laughs> Please hashtag Afro exists. We want everybody to realize that they are currently having an Afro existential pro- uh, crisis right now mm. with everything that's going on in the world. And that yeah. is why we have you here today for our series called Creating Art in Crisis. And you are one of my favorite artists. You know, Nika does stand-up, she's on the HBO show Euphoria, but she is always very proactive about her art. And when we were thinking about doing the series, I was, you came to mind immediately because I was so curious how the pandemic, how all of the social unrest, has affected you as an artist physically emotionally and mentally
1: woo that's a lot that's a lot i woke up this morning with um jacob on my mind um after finding out he was paralyzed and we know you know what happened being shot seven times in the back and it was just as soon as i opened my eyes i was just heavy you know and so for me i've been doing a lot of um meditation and i am statements you know really working on my mental because if your mind is like a muscle you have to keep working it out you know you're not going to be healthy just waking up and saying oh i'm healthy i'm cool i'm just going to keep going on with my day no if you want a six pack you got to be in the gym every day sometimes two and three times a day you have to work that muscle so for me meditation is working my mental muscle kind of calming my spirit calming my mind so that i'm i am physically able to handle like the heaviness of the day um and eating well you know you got to eat good you got to eat good and healthy drink your juices you know um <laughs> fresh squeeze watermelon juice with some mint and ginger it's my favorite Um, but yeah, I've just been just really calming myself and, um, finding ways to do that and, and, and making sure I'm doing them every day. Mm. What is one of your favorite I am statements? Hmm. I am falling in love with taking care of myself. Mm. Mm. Yes, that's, that's a favorite. That's one of my favorites because I think for me, you know, I was always, looking for love whether that's through acceptance from my peers acceptance from hollywood acceptance from a man looking for that external validation that external love and then i decided well hold on now it's time for me to fall in love with myself i am doing that and it feels good
0: and you know if you can't enjoy your own company how can we expect anybody else to enjoy our own company really having to like enjoy who we are when no one else is around.
1: No one else is around. You got to be your favorite, bestest friend. Right, <laughs>
0: right. Right. And can I ask you where that comes from?
1: When you say where that comes from, like, um,
0: just your, like, that's a very progressive philosophy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you just seem like a very proactive, positive, br- bright, full of light person. So Mm -hmm. is that something that you had to really, like you said, a muscle you had to work to create that? Or is that like a family thing or your family is like that and you adopt, you know, it's part of your DNA or. Mm -hmm.
1: For me, it's been continuous searching, you know, searching for, I guess, what my issues are Mm -hmm. and then working on those issues. So it's a journey, right? We're all in this thing called life and every day you're going to have good, bad. And then how do you deal with that? So I'm always like, in college, you, you'd you always catch me reading a self-help book. Like I said, that and the Bible, I, mean, I think those, I'm always, I am wonderfully made, okay. I am more than a conqueror. So I stay, you know, looking for affirmations, you know, cause words are powerful. So right. we have to make sure that we're speaking the words over ourselves, over our families, over over society, over our people. We, you have to be careful about what you actually say out of your yes. mouth. Yes, yes,
0: yes. Mm-hmm. And we're learning in this environment now where people are just saying anything, like so mm-hmm. many untruths, the mm-hmm. impact that it's having.
1: Fake news.
0: Fake news.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs>
0: Wherever you go, you're going to, if you're on Instagram, the news come up. You're in your car and even if you try to like curate it it's just mm-hmm. coming in from every direction i said well i think the media is all a part of it because they're they're creating their own story and their own narrative mm-hmm. and there are other realities and other truths that are out there that does not fit their story right so we have to be very careful what we take in
1: yeah, and we're you're responsible for what you say. I'm responsible for what I say. And Dara, I don't know what she be talking about, but she you you're responsible and Dara. You gotta just be putting out there what's on my mind. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Oh, and really I love it. Yes, because you listen, you be dropping some jewels too now. Don't don't get it twisted. I get on the phone with you for hours and be like, what? This is exactly what I needed to hear. Let's see my phone. This is old school phone. I, mean, <laughs> I can say the same thing about you. <laughs> That's why we have to continue to create, yes. create so continue you know, create, to create change, create art, you know, because Nina Simone, she has like one of the best quotes, you know, an artist, I'm paraphrasing, but like an artist has to reflect the times, mm-hmm. right? The music, the stories we put out. And I think it's important for us to make sure that we we're, we don't miss this moment, right? We don't want to look back and say, well, what was I doing when, when that happened? What was right. I or was I just running my mouth or just sitting on the side hoping somebody else would do something? So for right. me, I'm always looking at, like you said, like a proactive stance. Like I, four years ago, I was out there doing the protests in the streets every week at the LA Police Commission meetings and wanting to see the change in, you know, how our people were being murdered and killed um, by police. But now, it's popular to do that right now. It's like on trend. Like back when I was doing it, people were like, girl, you, you sure you want to do that? That's, that may not be the best thing for you, but it was something that my spirit called me to do. But now I'm more into, okay, what are the real solutions? Mm -hmm. What do we do for people of color When it comes to economic equality and getting ahead with education, housing, like all of these things where we see systemic racism continue to kind of, you know, dominate us in a way where we can't get ahead. So that's why I created a tech platform called Jelly. Jelly is like my little baby. Oh my gosh, I love I love this project because for a while I was kind of in a space of feeling like I'm on this wonderful show on HBO called Euphoria. Just got nominated for 6 Emmys and Ooh. you know, yes, thank you. Thank you. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like wow, my career is is definitely it's it's moving me in the right direction, but a little bit before COVID I just was feeling like I need to do more. I need to use my resources and my community to help other people who want to be in the entertainment industry. Because I was getting a lot of DMs, people saying, I want to be on Euphoria. Can you, can you give me an audition? And can you, can you send my music? And I'm like, okay, hold on now. Let's first rewind. It doesn't take just an audition to get you on a show. It takes hard work it takes a lot of downs as well as ups i've been in the industry for over 15 years so i've had my my roller coaster ride and i want people to understand that it's hard work it's not easy but i also want them to feel motivated by possibly having someone who can help them so Jelly is that platform that kind of help people of color navigate the entertainment industry in a supported way. We want them to be supported by industry professionals to help them create their own roadmap to success. And so it's a mentorship platform and we're striving to connect the generation that's coming up with people who are in the industry like myself, and Dara Blaine, the A-listers, the B-listers, the C-listers, whoever, who want to kind of see real diversity and inclusion in the industry. And I'm talking in front of the camera, as well as behind the camera. So Jelly is that, and Jelly will be that, not just for the entertainment industry, industry, but for all industries, eventually. That's a long-term goal.
2: I think that is so cool. You have always been somebody who not only talks the talk, but walks the walk and puts things into action mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i'm very excited and just to make it clear that's
1: www.jeli.life yes jelly dot life and a little bit about the word because a lot of people are asking me if it's an acronym and it's not an acronym it's almost synonymous to the word griot right which in west africa it means storyteller but it also can mean um, a musician, a historian, a poet. So it's a person who carries oral tradition through artistic expression. I want people to know my story and I want to help others tell their stories. So I say, wow, this is a cool word to bring into the lexicon of artistry and, and let people know, like, I have my own story to tell and with some help and guidance, I, I, can, I can be that light in the world or people to see, if I made it, you can make it. Stay with us. We'll be right back after a short break.
0: Hello, I'm Alistair Justin Black from Theater in the Black. Playwright Blaine Deema began writing Dead Weight in 2016. He finished it nearly four months later. The writing of the perfect line in a great play, or the making of a line of fine, fancy wines, takes time. Perfect example is Afro Eggs' new and improved Bougie Bougelet, a red wine with notes of tang, green apple, tropical punch, black cherry, and invisible grape. It's a fancy wine for those fancy moments. What was true nearly four months ago is true today.
1: It's
2: five o'clock somewhere.
0: Take life one sip at a time. Welcome back to the Afro Existential Podcast special series, Creating Art in Crisis. We're talking with Anika King.
2: Now humanity could profit greatly by that.
0: So often it feels like we have to recreate the will Mm -hmm. each time we're trying to do something. Mm -hmm. And there's no one that's like five steps or two steps ahead of us that can give us or will give us any insight. So we really kind of have to figure it out, make all the mistakes, Mm -hmm. and it takes us so much longer. And so to be able, and just in every area, even with like our health, Mm -hmm. with having access to someone who's older, in our career, having access to someone older, and that's so important what you're doing because we don't always have that. And I think also so many young people come out here with so many assumptions mm-hmm. about the industry. So mm-hmm. you're on a show, all you have to do is give them my my tape, my recording, and it's gonna be, a, you know, I'm gonna get a, they're gonna play me on the show. Right. So there's all, but there's a whole process and they don't know the 15 year journey to get to that point.
1: Exactly. Like you just said, with someone maybe helping you fill out some paperwork that you didn't know about, they're being generous, right? They're right. sharing with you their, their education, their access, their community, their experience. Mm -hmm. They're not coming from a mindset of lack or a mindset of scarcity. They're they're like, oh, no, I see this this brother. He needs help. Let me help him. And so that's what we want to start working through the mind blocks that people, especially people of color, especially black people have with each other. You know, we have to be responsible for each other. And kind of help each other kind of climb that ladder of success.
0: Because it appears and it feels like that's what other cultures are doing. I mean, that's what I can only make that assumption.
1: Well, it's true because the black dollar spends less than six hours in the black community. So automatically that's telling with how we spend our money. And you know, how you spend your money is very important, especially when there's black businesses who are suffering. So we we got to kind of start reimagining our world through uh, supporting each other. Right
2: now, where do you want to take this? Where do you see Jelly going?
1: I see Jelly becoming a global entity, like an Apple or a Facebook or an Instagram. Those are all social media platforms, and Jelly will be that hub for not only just the entertainment industry, but for all industries, people will look at jelly as the standard. Like, yo, you're not on jelly? You need to get on jelly. That's the jelly is the plug right now. Like not only because it's not a traditional mentorship. It's not where one person is linked with one person and they spend X amount of hours pouring into this person. No, Mm -hmm. we're going to, it's one to many. So Mm -hmm. you'll have pods of people who, will help you get to the next level. And we want people to also understand that as a mentee, you also have to do the work. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to just provide mentorship for people who, who are not really committed to their artistry. And I think people will respect that. So we want to create value on both sides. That's mm-hmm. very
2: good. That's very, very <laughs> interesting. I'm curious as to how do you manage that expectation? How does that work? I do feel like people have a difficult time for understanding that they do feel like they look at TV, they look like I should say I want to
1: be on TV. Well, first and foremost, Jelly will be an app. So this is a this is a social media play. And one thing we will ask of mentees and mentors alike to first see what it is that you truly want to attain by becoming a part of the Jelly community. And then we're going to encourage mentees to do the work. Now that's built into the platform. Right now we're in the process of still developing the platform. We're getting ready to go and fundraise for our seed capital. And I'm just excited because this is a whole new venture for me. I had no idea I would end up in technology, but as um, a founder and CEO of a technology, technology platform like jelly, I know that one, we're not as represented in that space. So I know for me it's it's going to be difficult, but I do stand up comedy. Like, come on. It's it's like once you do stand up and it's you get harder. food in front of your mama, you you be like, okay, bring it on. Who gonna heckle me now?
2: You being a minute, Who Go gonna heckle
1: me you can say Nothing so so I'm, I'm in it i'm in it for the long haul and and i'm excited to bring this platform to uh to people of color It'll definitely be a game changer
2: I was gonna say i'm excited and I definitely do think it's a game changer because there's not anything out there that's like this and I absolutely think it's hitting what needs to happen. You know, you don't have to solve the whole problem, but you do have to get into what you're passionate about and really address it. You know, and I think, I think that's what you're doing now. So my next big question, my next question is with the pandemic and with the social unrest that has gone on, how has that affected how you approach the art that you are making? Have you felt an evolution in the type of art you're looking to make?
1: Well, I've always been very bold in my approach to how I present my comedy, my perspective, my take on certain things. And I think with everything that's happening with the social unrest, it's only become more intensified. Now I have dreams of like going on stage and being like more like in your face because I think we spend a lot of time trying not to be too black or trying to be safe or trying to be, you know, um, uh, uh, trying to present ourselves as if we don't want to threaten or feel threatened or be the angry black woman or all of these stereotypes that have been put upon us. We try so hard not to be those things. So now I'm just in this new space of like, I'm going to be myself. That's enough. Me being who I am, if you want to take what I'm putting out as some type of negative or stereotypical, then, you know, that's on you, boo-boo. Like, I, I I can't control how you feel about me. But when it comes down to me and my art and what I put out into the world, it will be authentic because that's the only way I can be. And when I spend... Hours and days quarantined in my house because of the damn Corvette. Okay, when I come out, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be hell to tell the captain. Let's just say that.
2: Keep telling everybody tank tops and booty shorts you're gonna be mad at me my stomach is gonna be out whether it's a one-pack two-pack five-pack 12-pack it's gonna be out and i'm gonna live right. i'm not gonna put a bra on till 2025
1: why not live your, best life. <laughs> live your best life because guess what Hashtag tomorrow's not you promised
2: you better live <laughs> And I have a a side thing. This is a totally different um, something to the side that we need to ask real quick. Yes. In the play Dead Weight, the main characters are charged with moving a body Mm -hmm. in order to get more insurance money. I'm talking about if the body can get a dead body, can get to the place of work, they get a million dollars versus a hundred thousand dollars if the coroner just comes and picks it up from their house. I really think your father died at home just to spite me. Mm. I have half a mind to just put your father in the car and drop him off at that video store. Is We both be rich. <laughs> uh, can you please call the coroner now so he's ready in time for his own funeral? Mother, what did you just say? Can you call the coroner before the funeral? <laughs> That's funny. No. Before that. Oh, I don't know. But, um, put your father in the car and drop him off at work and collect that money. Better yet, Maybe we could call him a Uber.
0: Yes, that's that's that.
2: Well, what about it?
0: Yes, what about it, Mother? What about it? What are you saying? I'm saying just what you just said.
2: I didn't say anything. I, I I was just joking, Oliver. You always said there's a lot of truth in a joke. Not this time.
0: This time would be the time, Mother.
2: I mean, would it be so bad if we moved Daddy from spot A to spot B? If spot C was jail, yes, it would be so bad. Like going to jail for insurance fraud bad. You think? Really? That bad? I mean. I am not going to drag your father's dead body down Olympic Boulevard in the middle of the night, Oliver. Ma,
1: we are three
0: miles from a million dollars. That's like 333K a mile. I could definitely do it for that. No problem. And lookie, Ma, Waze is saying it'll take 15
2: minutes to get there. If you had this choice to make, first question, would you move the body?
1: would i move the body we're talking about three miles i would definitely move the body oh yeah i mean if i'm gonna be rewarded with a million dollars compared to what you said a hundred thousand hundred thousand there's well, a lot of zeros there's a lot of zeros in between that three miles so i'm <laughs> gonna I'm, I'm, I'm have to i'm gonna ha- have to secure the bag i'm gonna have to move the body
2: right if a jury of your <laughs> peers does have to make a choice you'd be like you understand right
1: <laughs> come on man help us list out
2: Now, the second question is, who would you choose
1: to do it with you? Who would I choose to help me move the dead body? And dear, I love you. And I would have to call you. But you see, look, I know. See, I would only be hesitant because you have a beautiful family, you have two beautiful kids, and Joe probably would be mad as hell that I even called you. But you were high to die. Like, I've, I've seen you have some visceral reactions to something that I've told you somebody done crossed me. I would have to call you. I would have to call you on the late night creep. I'd have to call you.
2: And I have to tell you, Joe would be like, "Well, you know, my back was out, but I, I, I'm probably the one to carry the body."
1: he <laughs> would be in the back seat, like, "Let's go."
2: He's he got the plastic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's got say the no manpower. Say yes. no more. Say no more. We all, we both got big cars.
1: We put the body on top of the car. Oh yeah, it's a group chat. It's a group <laughs> chat. Let's make this happen. Let's make the it happen. The first thing
2: I'd be like, "Shut up! Shut up! Don't say nothing else. We're on the way." <laughs> Well, Nika King, it has been an absolute
1: pleasure. Is there anything
0: that you need? You're like, I am putting out in the universe that we need someone who does.
1: One, I need anyone who's interested in being a mentee, a mentor, or strategically partnering up with Jelly to go on the website, www.jelly, and that's spelled J-E-L-I dot life, and go and watch Euphoria season one, and follow me on all social medias at... I am Nika King, and that's spelled N-I-K-A, King k-i-n-g the podcast is on youtube it's called king confessions
0: awesome thank you Mika. thank you Welcome. we
2: are so grateful for you coming on i mean yes. i told blaine you were a sage of knowledge but you encapsulate a lot of the things that we talk about and i'm so grateful i'm so 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 grateful this was fun
1: okay. thank you for having me i mean this is fun i love what you're doing and i always 100 support you
2: now that you have heard the story. All that's been explained leads to one conclusion. So Blaine, we got to talk about something really momentous here. This is the end of our very first cycle of the Afro Existential Podcast. This is our last episode and the last episode of our Creating Art in Crisis series. This has
0: been a wonderful journey. We have had the opportunity to interview the most amazing and uplifting, inspiring group of people. And so I hope that you go back and listen to all of the interviews. If you hadn't listened to them all, they've all been absolutely wonderful to listen to.
2: Yes. And we want to thank everyone who has joined us during our Creating Art in Crisis series, and as well as all of our supporters so far. This has been an incredible experience to have during a pandemic to get to hang out with my friend and get to create art and get to talk to fun people i mean it's really no downside and also something that we've learned i'm going to i'm going to do a takeaway from i think something we've learned throughout this creating art in crisis series is that you got to ask for what you need amen and this is my big takeaway So, I'm going to put out there that we want to ask, as a podcast creator, we want to have sponsors. We want to have ads that promote your business, Target's business.
0: Monkey business. Anything you want us to advertise.
2: We'll do it. Okay? Oh, wait a minute. So, Blaine, do you remember... What got this whole crazy ride of the Afro-Existential podcast started? Watch what you
0: say. It was Dead Weight, a journey in Afro-Existentialism.
2: No. Oh, yes. Fantastic play written by none other than our lovely... Co-host Blaine Teamer. <laughs> Anything else? Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: And now we're presenting an encore presentation of Dead Weight, A Journey in Afro-Existentialism. Oh,
2: so check it out. It'll be in two parts, and we want you to listen to it from beginning to end. No, you could if you really wanted to. Listen to Dead Weight, Journey in afro Existentialism Play by Blaine Teamer
0: Anything else? That completes another episode of Creating Art in Crisis We hope you enjoyed it as much as we
2: did Oh yes And remember, please email us at afroxpodcast at gmail.com With all of your thoughts and commentary We're extremely interested As long as they're positive I'm not taking anything negative into 2021 Right Blaine?
0: Exactly
2: Yes Positive and Constructive, and also follow us at wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Broadway Podcast Network. Thank you for listening
0: and have a great day on purpose. It's all finished. i finished it.